Alright, so I didn't want to do a intro today, so I had ChatGPT do it for me. So here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Almost 100%. The podcast has one part musical genius, two parts comedy gold, and a whole lot of delightful chaos. I'm your host, Chuckle McJester. Can we three? The self-proclaimed master of mismatched melodies and the clown prince of the airwaves. Today, we have a guest who is equal parts maestro and mischief maker. He's a musician extraordinaire, a virtuoso of hilarity, and a man who can make an entire symphony laugh with just a single note. Please put your hands together. Please put your hands together, your headphones on, and brace yourselves for the uproarious genius of Rob Perna Jr. It's a little long, chatty. Uh, now, when I first heard about Rob, I thought, surely this man's middle name must be Joker or Rhapsody because he plays his instruments like a musical prankster in his symphonic symphony. <laughs> this guy could make a harmonica sound like a herd of wild elephants, a kazoo mimic the high notes of an opera singer and a tuba. Well, let's just say he once played a tuba solo that caused seismic activity in three neighboring counties. Robert Ajuna is a is a true virtuoso, but don't be fooled by his impeccable musical skills and his dashing looks. It's hard to read sometimes. Behind that elegant facade lies a mischievous mind that could rival Mozart's with a whoopee cushion in hand. You know, there's a rumor that Rob once turned an entire orchestra into a kazoo band during a live performance of Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. The audience didn't know whether to laugh or faint. So, folks, this is super long, yo. <laughs> Come on, chatty. So, folks, get ready for a roller coaster ride of melodies and mirth as we dive into the mind of this musical maestro. We'll talk about his life as a performer, his journey through the wacky world of music, and the secret techniques he uses to tickle our funny bones while strumming his guitar strings. Buckle up, my friends, because we're about to embark on a harmonious adventure with Rob Perna Jr., where the only rule is to expect the unexpected and prepare to laugh until your ears ring in horror with delight. Would I pick one? Let's dive in and see if we can uncover the mysteries of this symphonic jester. Right here on Almost 100% with me, Troy Seipel. Uh, what were we just talking about? Fucking Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> Scrooge McDuck swimming in, in pools of gold coins. His facilities. Yeah. I don't know if it was like, was it a vault or just like his foyer? It was like one of those like off the highway things where they store salt. Oh, you know, yeah. For wintertime to melt like, the roads. Yes. It was like that. Nice. <laughs> you don't even need any security, really. I mean, it's no. hard to get away with like yeah. a measurable amount <laughs> of gold you, anytime quick. Carry? Yeah. <laughs> Even if you can carry like yeah. an armload of that, I don't know if you'd even notice it went missing. Yeah, yeah you need duffel bags. It's a whole operation. I love how the gold coins react like water. Yeah, yeah. Like, they just be like they, they move they aside splash. when you swim, and then you spit some out. Yeah, like, that's totally sanitary. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if it's his duck-like features that make it's it like, react like yeah. water, like how water. Like yeah, we'd probably like, jump in and just smash like into the first layer. The... It's not quite like a ball pit. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe the grease of the duck feathers yeah. helps him Just glide. Glide right Never through. Of that. Easy glide. He was made for that stuff. <laughs> or I can say I shit, right? We don't. Oh fuck yeah! yeah. All right, <laughs> all right, cool. Yeah. All right, nice. Oh uh, man, so where do we start? 
Uh, we've known each other for a long time. It has been. We did my old podcast like a decade ago, mm-hmm. and uh, so we're here to catch up on what's happened yes. since. It's been a Let's while. Talk about you. Um, so uh, let's see where 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 should we start? I met you kind of just uh, through like I don't even really know, but I would always see you in Downingtown, like right victory and then music shit. I would just run into you all the time. Yeah, and we had all them jam sessions yeah. going and whatnot, and I think we were like talking about incorporating some comedy into some of the stuff. Yeah, and I've always been like. To me, like comedy is definitely one of the high arts. Yeah, like I just yeah. really appreciate how like comedy can like just transcend daily grind. Absolutely. Work is like that. Yeah. You know, people get into a rapport and like if it's right, yeah. And that's if happening and there's yeah. a good amount of comedy that like makes the day fly by. Oh, yeah. It's an escape, you know, yep. it gets you out of your head like good music. It's wild uh, when like you meet people that seem not to have a sense of humor, like yeah. curmudgeon-y type people, and you're like, "Wow, how do you get through the day? Your life just was what? really yeah." I no wonder you're sad, Fuck but that. like it's not that hard. Just no, laugh. Man. Just smile, <laughs> release some dopamine. Yeah, <laughs> there's like yeah, like what's the science behind? They say like that like it takes more muscles to frown than to smile. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Give I think that's a just some hallmark bullshit. It might, yeah, it might not be real. <laughs> I don't know. I choose to believe it. I don't know. It's I've, my I've truth. frowned a lot, but I've smiled too. So. Yes. Oh, shit. So, so you got quite a vibe in here. I like it. The lighting you, is good. We got Miss Pac-Man with yeah, Inky, yeah. Blinky, Pinky, and Sue <laughs> in the house. Can't forget Sue. Yes, the decor then, uh, is amazing. It's definitely yeah, I haven't talked the right about vibe. it. There's a Stormtrooper helmet. Well, yeah. Like I think like... Um, I like as a Star Wars fan lately they've been really hitting the mark with all the like yeah. Mandalorian like, yeah dude, I'm into it it's I'm like they finally put it in the reins of like yeah. what I feel like is our people yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I liked Rogue One but the one thing like the whole thing growing up with Star Wars like came out a few years the first one came out a few years before I was born but so I grew up with it and that Superman movies but like uh Rogue One, like, is is missing the Force, which is like half the yeah. reason I love Star yeah. Wars. You know what I mean? The mystical aspect yeah. was, I, was missing to some degree. Yeah. My well, I mean, a large degree. Home. But it was visually, uh, I think, a step in the right direction. It kind of opened the door for like that slightly yeah. more realistic. I don't know. But like, I just love like the creation of a whole entire extra planet yeah. of yeah. types of aliens the galaxy yeah. yeah and like when they go into a bar and it's the music and it's like yeah. i go to places on earth that have that same exact vibe <laughs> <Yeah>. i love <laughs> it <laughs> i love when i walk into a place and it feels yeah. like the most sizely canteen right it's like a bonus i'm at home yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah man i try to create that vibe anywhere i can yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um you know, I know you as a musician, mm-hmm. uh, originally, like still, but originally from the New Kings of Rhythm. And, um, 
you guys are still together you're playing yes. shows and stuff uh, yeah that's been cool so like the new kings of rhythm like in the interim of since like we last spoke which it would be funny i would like to like i wonder if you still have that podcast i would like to yeah, listen back to that yeah i'll send it to that's because that's interesting to me like yeah. i wonder where my head was at then yeah right compared to now yeah it's cool to have those measures yeah. so this is awesome that you do something like this yeah, so man, i think that's fun. great and it's a good excuse to like hang out with yeah a dude of course like i've always enjoyed you know, Thank talking you. to you and chilling. Appreciate it. And, so uh, then since then, like, you know, I went yeah. away for a minute. I, yeah. went, I was in prison, and that mm-hmm. was a whole interesting side road. Mm-hmm. Um, I've definitely gained a little more appreciation for my freedom after the fact and, yeah. like, learned a lot about myself in there. Yeah. Um, we were talking about the comedy aspect of mm-hmm. that. I, that wouldn't it. have worked right. without comedy. Right. Like, there was one guy on our crew that... There's always one goofy he, fuck. He was, like, an older guy. Yeah. And, like, he was the most... One of the most natural comedians yeah. I ever met in my life. Just, like, had us all just rolling. Yeah. And not just us. Some of the hardest dudes in there mm-hmm. that, like, you would, like, look at their face. And, like, we were just talking about that look. Like, nothing's funny. Yeah. And he somehow <laughs> would make these dudes laugh. And, mm-hmm. like, it would often be like, dude, you're going to get punched but they yeah, he never did. Get, yeah yeah he yeah never did. he got away with it i was trying to think of one of the jokes he told that just i think the very first day uh, he he came around he was playing guitar and mm-hmm. i was I, at that point in time i had an acoustic guitar and i was leading like l- massive jam sessions out during yard it would be like Started off as like three of us, four of us, and then it be, by the end of the time I was there, there was like 15 people out there yeah. with acoustic guitars. That's amazing. It was wild. So how do you get uh, – because when I was in county, you can't – Yes, you, you can't that's one like of that. the perks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one of the benefits. One of the perks state. of going upstate. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, dude, when you're in county, as I'm sure you noticed, like people talk about going upstate like it's like heaven. Yeah. You, they're yeah. like, this county bit is trash. Yeah. This fucking sucks. You, you can do what? And I'm like, wait, what? Like – yeah. Like it's better than this. Yeah. Like I, I'm like you're crazy, yeah. and then you get there and you're like, wow, it is kind of better. Yeah, I don't know. The food's a little <laughs> actually, better usually, and like get, I don't know. You can have stuff. You in can buy cell. a guitar. So you actually you would get, be, so off your books. Yeah, you yeah. could go to the library and request a purchase order and get a catalog to either Sam Ash or I think it was Musician's Friend actually. Oh really? And. You could spend up to five hundred dollars on an instrument. That's amazing. So, why uh, up to my friend? I don't know. I don't know what they <laughs> were trying to prevent cat. there. Like they don't yeah. like you. Just gotta get a shitty. Yeah, yeah, they don't want you to. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is this is beneath me. Listen, <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, listen, there, Clapton. You're not getting out tomorrow. Yeah, like, it's interesting. This piece of shit. It was, it was interesting yeah. because, like, I previously to that would not have opted to be playing acoustic guitar ever yeah. i had one uh-huh. but like i always like didn't really love acoustic guitar yeah yeah my always I, I wasn't it's so funny my mom i wasn't allowed to have an electric guitar oh, so until like sixth grade yeah okay but what i did was i took some aluminum foil and wrapped it around the str- bottom like uh of the strings yeah. uh near the bridge yeah so it had a like a distorted effect because the 
aluminum foil would vibrate against yeah. the because uh, all I wanted was to play like la you know distortion yeah you know oh uh, yeah uh, that's so cool that you can do that I mean yeah. I've heard of you can alter the sound and it was yeah. that sounds like, so, like a Bo Diddley story <laughs> yeah, like some, yeah. Do like a slide yeah, Troy Diddley <laughs> Troy Diddley love it yeah that's T-Bag good Diddley. that's a good visual too yeah, just yeah, altering it just to get, you know get they one got up. the Reynolds right but, oh yeah mom <laughs> yeah I'll show you yeah, I'm going to make a harmonica with my comb next, yeah. the wax paper. A soap bar. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's great. So, uh, we, so you're playing in the yard. Uh, yeah, the, uh, we were like, so I'd have anybody that came around that like had a guitar, yeah. wanted to play guitar, would generally end up coming over. And this guy, Jim, came over, older guy, Jim Mahalis, very cool. And yeah. he was like, had already played a little bit. But, like, when he sat down and, like, started hearing, like, because I was writing stuff, like, at a play, at a pace where, like, every morning at Yard, I would, like, have a new song and show it to whoever wanted to learn it. And yeah. then by the next day, everybody would kind of know it. That's, oh, man, that's and then, amazing. Like, yeah. yeah, it was like having, like, a, a little orchestra, guitar yeah, orchestra. Yeah, yeah. But the, we all were, like, I had written a real serious song about, like, I lost my mom while mm. I was locked up. She passed mm. away. Mm. And, like, I had a really, like, kind of, like, serious, deep song about that. And, like, somebody was reacting very hard to that. Like, it was, like, the emotions were, like, people were, like, feeling what I was singing about. Yeah. And, like, he was, like, yeah. It went into a discussion about people's loved ones that Mm -hmm. were no longer with us. And he's, like, this is, like, first day meeting. And he's, like, yeah. He's, like, you you know what my old man would be saying if he was alive today? Yeah. And we were like, no, Jim, what's that? He's like, he'd be saying, ah, let me out of this fucking coffin. Da, 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 da. He goes into this like fit, like he's scratching the inside of a coffin. We're just like, bro, like, like he's all wild. started cracking up. It was like a deep, deep moment. Yeah. And then it was just yeah, like instantly the, like hilarious. Broke like, the tension. Yeah. And That's then like awesome. from then on, it was just like, he was part of the crew. <laughs> That's awesome. He also made, he was like, in, he had facilitated a large amount of apples. Yeah. Okay. And it was right around Christmas time, like the last year I was upstate. Yeah. Uh, and like had this other dude that provided the uh, the muscle basically to like <laughs> commandeer a shower stall yeah. to use to make apple wine. It, and we Bruno. all imbibed and, and got drunk. At least like it was Christmas a or New Year's or something. Yeah, yeah it wasn't yeah. in a toilet. It was. Yeah. I can't believe it. These dudes must have had some kind of clout because the, say. the guards definitely just knew it was there and didn't fuck with. Well, I mean, yeah, they go wild. Like so, oh, man. that was like I was up there and I'm like, I wonder if I'll ever get the opportunity to drink some prison wine because yeah. you're in there. Like I kind of want it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Is it real? And it, yeah, is it real? <laughs> that was real. And uh, yeah. the guards must even know. Like yeah. we were on an honor block and yeah. like most of us had outside clearance on that block. Okay. Like, I was in the weld shop. I learned how to weld there. Nice. And so I got to leave the compound every day and manipulate metal, which was awesome. I had never done anything like that. Yeah. And now I do it sometimes. And that's it's awesome. very cool. Yeah, that's amazing. That was interesting. And the guitar was there the whole time, and I was yeah. writing in a clip where, like, yeah. I ended up leaving there with, like, 400 oh plus songs written. That's amazing. So I'm that's peeling crazy. through them now. You still got a, yeah, yeah. You still got a catalog. Yep. Damn. So like, how do you? How did you remember all that? And I wrote like down cord, like a majority everything I wrote in county. I sent home at one point mm-hmm. before I left there because you can't take stuff from there, or you can't take a large amount of stuff from there to state. So yeah. I sent a bunch of stuff home. Some of it ended up lost forever. 
Yeah, I've and, lost a lot of my music. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I, I remember the concepts and I remember some of the songs that I don't remember because I'm like, I never saw that one again, yeah. but I know it existed. So you can piece it back together? Could, but yeah. like, it's also like, man, someone that it was such a process that uh-huh. like a lot of this stuff probably won't ever. Right be recorded or but performed it's ideas that, yeah. but they're there like the I mean, some of, of them have popped into the set list yeah, with yeah. either new kings of rhythm which we were starting to talk about i forgot but yeah we're still playing <laughs> that's, and that's that's, all right. that's the thing there was time that's how i went in into circles. that that's yeah because right. that's why like that went away yeah. so obviously the band wasn't doing it was, anything for a while like, it's all in there yeah. and then like now we are and also i have onyx and honey which yeah. that band now has actually been more of a, a safe haven for creating original music because not that like that was ever frowned upon in New Kings like we have originals in the New Kings of Rhythm but there's a certain vibe that like goes with that that doesn't necessarily fit the scope of some of the stuff I wrote or that I'm writing now or collaborating with Nikki DiGiorgio who's not here but that's yeah. my partner my girlfriend Someday we'll make it permanent. That's our tagline. <laughs> yes. We're gonna make it permanent. <laughs> there will be t-shirts. Yeah, there will definitely be t-shirts. <laughs> but like, so our collaborations have become like uh, an outlet for me to explore more what I started doing locked up, like being more outgoing with style as far as like not always being. It's not all funk and reggae and blues, like yeah. which is my wheelhouse. Yeah, and but you're good like, at it. I get to explore more of the hip hop stuff and. And also, like, I have some, like, country-type stuff. Yeah. And, like, she's, like, a, a old and a female school. vocalist. Yeah, yeah, she's got, like, a punk vibe, so mm-hmm. it's, like, some of it's harder yeah, than yeah. I would normally play. Yeah. But it's fun for me to do that. Mm-hmm. I had just never been, like, just put in a around. position to, like, play like that. Yeah. But while I was locked up, there was, I mean, some of that was in my head from growing up anyway. And, like, I played stuff like that. I prepared myself on an acoustic guitar which I still play regularly yeah. from there. Like, I mean, now for me, there's no difference between playing electric or acoustic. Yeah. I feel equally comfortable yeah. with both. And you can create with both. Yeah. So yeah. I kind of needed that. Mm-hmm. It was like kind of my music yeah. school. That's, yeah, that's therapy, you know? <laughs> I don't and know that, when I'll ever have that kind of time yeah. to sit yeah. and do right. that yeah. because life is happening all the time, you know? Like, yeah. And that's a little bit selfish, like, yeah. you know, like, I already had a life going, you know, so I had to, like, you know, step away from the family, yeah. you know, it didn't, it wasn't great to have right. to do that, you of know course. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, hopefully, like, they, hopefully my son sees that, like, you know, it helped me grow into yeah. a better person in general, mm-hmm. and I would think that anybody would want that for the people they love, even right. if it's difficult. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So... That's awesome. But yeah. um, that's the wrap up of like what went on <laughs> yeah, with me on. during yeah. that, <laughs> that period of time. Yeah. Um, so you're doing shows with both groups? Yes. Now? New Kings of Rhythm, we play about once a month with the full New Kings lineup or whatever that approximation is because like. Yeah. Is Coffee so, still in My Coffee now lives in DC. Okay. So he has not, he's only been up here. One time, I think, since I've been back okay. from prison. So he did play with us when we when I first got out. Yeah. But it's been a minute. Like, I haven't seen Mike since the pandemic stuff hit off. Yeah. I used but, to work with him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. And that might also be part of the reason why 
we started rapping and maybe also, yeah that's probably I think that was the link to start talking yeah yeah i probably came to see you guys or something because yeah. he would tell me yeah mike is, is such a good dude him yeah, and he's Ash awesome are like yeah, they're living together talking. yeah they're chilling he always has an open invite like so i think yeah, for instance yeah. when we do look around the look around festival in august uh august 26 which is a saturday and it's our second yeah, year. Yeah, sounds amazing. Yeah, you're, you're going to... I'll fill you in on yeah. all that because it's like uh, we did it once last year and all of it's been grassroots. Nikki DiGiorgio has been the force behind it. It was her mm -hmm. idea. Um, she saw the need um, and mainly from seeing, from feeling how, like hearing me and, and some of the other guys, like because other members of New Kings of Rhythm are also in Onyx and Honey with Nikki. So she hears us talk about like how like the scene used to be and like and it's not just the pandemic that kind of killed that. There was like a period of time also while I was gone where it seems like there except for Sprout. Sprout was kicking. Oh yeah. But yeah, it yeah. seems like a lot of other things were yeah. falling out. Yeah. You know, and there was only that for there were a little less bit. shows like to yeah. play. Yeah. Like there was a period where you could go in Westchester and like five nights out of the week yeah. you could see several bands in one night yeah. just walking distance. Yeah. And and it's not quite like that. It's getting better. Mm -hmm. But um, anyway, so she saw the need. And also being an original artist, like wanting a, a better outlet for that. Because, yeah, for you sure. know, there's a scene that involves, there's a lot of tribute bands right now. Yeah. Especially like yeah. the Grateful Dead bands. There's uh, so many of yeah. them. It's Getting like, paid to do Saturday nights. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, you know, it's like there's a whole market for all that. So when mm -hmm. you're playing original music, even festivals now yeah. are a lot of like tribute or cover bands. That's, a, that's crazy. And I love that. I like mean, So then, for yeah. instance, New Kings it's, might do... 90% sure. covers in a night but it is also just off the dome yeah. improvised and it's not usually the arrangement yeah. of the source material right but like with Onyx and Honey we're definitely that's what I'm saying the difference is there we're presenting more of a original no, pocket yeah, I like it and, and it's working very well for us yeah. uh, which is cool there's something formulaic about the melding of the the minds with Nikki and I yeah. with writing and also involving the other members of the band in that process yeah but so it started out as you two. Yes, we started playing together during the pandemic, mm -hmm. and even though we both had a history of writing music, and she probably had written more songs, like in her time period. As I only person. had songs because I was forced. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I would never put that much time yeah. into it. Yeah, I only had like fifty songs written before that. Right, for instance. Right. Um, but she has so much material and was like working in that regard as like a solo artist for so long. Yeah. And then like when we started playing together, she started playing electric as well. And now she'd be slaying the telecaster. Really? Nice. Yeah. So like now we're at the point where like her and I are like, like we did a whole stretch last weekend of duo shows and two of them we did as we're just sometimes playing as an electric duo. Yeah. And that's awesome. We're both ripping guitar. Yeah. At a, a nice clip, mm -hmm. not like not like offensive volume, but a yeah, volume that's comfortable yeah. for us. Yeah, and it's like people are slayer. noticing yeah. the guitar work, which is I'm used to that, but she's not used to that. Yeah, you know, and like I I know that like a lot of people that come see me, like they they kind of like want they know like they know that the guitar work is going to be like something Legit. like cool like yeah. I, I think about things in a way that I yeah, think you definitely do. it's I like I don't know I love music so much that I hope that when I play like I'm exploring in a way for other people's ears like maybe a translation yeah like you love this yeah 
and you can play so you also can do this you can take the song and fit it into your own personal wavelength right. yeah definitely like and when people realize they can do that with songs then we just get a better uh, better. playing field yeah I feel like it's better yeah so that's my main focus but what I'm saying about it is like that melding of styles and the outpouring of originals made it evident that we wanted that to happen for other people yeah so we wanted to create an event where like original music is really the focus Which so is, even yeah. the new king set there is going to be more originals than we would normally play right we might do one or two cool covers mm -hmm. you know but like yeah it's going to be a nice day. That's awesome. When is it? It's August. Uh, August 26th. Yeah. It's a Saturday. The lineup off the top of the dome. I mean, there's there's enough. We're doing this format, so I could, like, pull it up. It's yeah. pretty stacked. I and wonder, uh, what, what's the venue? It's at the Moose Lodge in Westchester, PA, 401 West Marshall Street. Wait, West Washington. <laughs> 401 West Washington Street, Westchester, PA. But um, yeah, the the lineup is pretty dope. We That's got, awesome. I'm gonna just run it down since we're on here. Uh, we got this. We got T Head. They're dope. Sticky Hand String Band, dope. Two Non Bobs, dope. Flying Kamarowski Brothers, dope. Norwood, dope. Amanda and Teddy, dope. New Kings of Rhythm, <laughs> dope. Wax Future, dope. Onyx and Honey, dope. Uh, Mojo Rising, spinning. The World Without Us, Awesome Metal, wow. Fragments of Greatness, they're dope. Nikki Bihana's dope. The Manipulators, dope. Ska Band, <laughs> uh, all that's going on. So, I mean, it's going to be insane. That's awesome. Yeah. You said it's the, a, how many years have you? This is the second one. Second one. I didn't, you said last year you had 1,000. Yeah, we had around 1,000 people that's last amazing, year. Man. So, I mean, that's it was dope. That's awesome. Dope all around. Yeah, man. That <laughs> sounds fun. I'm coming. Yeah, and that was conceptualized again by Nikki because she saw the need for uh, you know original yeah, music. Yeah, there isn't that an outlet. for like a you know you know not a huge act. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you know what? It's like it's like I also enjoy going out sometimes and hearing people play cool other other people's music. Sure, you know what I mean, I don't even have anything yeah. against that. No, no, it's just a different thing. It also helped, you know, to kind of weed out and like process and figure out who we wanted to be there. You yeah. know, there was people who submitted that were great bands, but it's like they submitted with three cover songs, and it's like right, we yeah, definitely gonna, need yeah. to hear right. some original flex. Thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the whole point. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but we got that. So it was that's be, awesome. It was be so cool. how many bands? I didn't. I was like, counting. I think it comes out to like fourteen time slots. That's amazing. And it's over noon till three a.m. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty dope. And you gotta follow yourself. What's that? You gotta follow yourself. Yeah, I know. That's wild. <laughs> I gotta follow. You ever done so that? yeah, at least there's a gap. I think it's New Kings. Then you get a break. then Wax Future, who are like a. They're an amalgamation of like electronic music and and live music, oh, nice. and they're like on the edge. Of, they're shit. like one yeah. of the bands that's really killing that. Nice, and they have some local ties. Yeah, so they were perfect for that headlining. They're playing the sunset set. Okay, yeah. then Onyx the and is playing the dark set, and then it goes inside. Nice, and the inside gets wild too. Yeah, they have awesome. two separate sound systems running. I don't know the name of it, but there's talk about like a legendary sound system for the uh, actual PA this year. Nice, that's incredible. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, so I think you would have a great time. Yeah, 
And then you have a radio show, too. <laughs> yes, Soundstage Radio, 95.3 FM, uh, and also 1520 on your AM dial every Thursday at 5 p.m. Um, that's also with Nikki as Onyx and Honey doing interviews with other artists around town and, yeah. and elsewhere. Today's artist was from New York, so... Yeah. That's awesome. Wherever they want to come from, we'll take them. Yeah. It's been a cool experience. That's awesome, man. I was just thinking, you and I both, like this particular show right now, like the bass levels are uh, pretty <laughs> yeah, insane. Like, yo, charts, yeah. Anybody who digs the deep cut, voices, yeah. we're going to have to target them with this. I wonder if you can algorithmically <laughs> <Yeah>. place it <laughs> for people that like deep voices. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like <an> ASMR. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's a thing, right? Yeah. You could oh, just... for sure. I used to listen to them to fall asleep. I don't yeah. like... I don't care about the visuals. People with deep voices? No, 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 no. <laughs> Just like other a, sounds. Uh, ASMR. No, What's no, your no I don't like the sounds. I like soft. Talking? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Like cool. a female voice. It's right, not yeah. like a sexual right. thing. No, it's not like at all. a soothing thing. Oh, I get it. But uh, there's definitely a, a weird deep well down that rabbit hole. <laughs> like, oh, no, I'm sure. But uh, I don't know. Some, there's some that would just like read a book. Oh, yeah. So cool. it's like falling asleep. In a like, nice, soothing voice, yeah, so, like yeah. specifically for the purpose of. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I like yep. that. But then there's some weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like to explore just like sounds and how they how the body reacts to them. There's definitely like wave, oh, yeah. certain wavelengths to get certain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like certainly, like, you know, nails on a chalkboard give you yeah. tingles up some people's spine. Yeah. It's interesting. Some people are not bothered whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, but what's I wonder like if that the, translates to like what kind of music they can tolerate. Yeah, that's true. A lot of people, I don't know. I listen to everything, including like the loudest metal, and then just people that just don't want to hear it. Yeah, like, just you know, Cookie Monster vocals. You know what I mean? <laughs> I I can get down with just about anything. Yeah, I, like, like the, the vibe, event we just had movie. was like mostly drum and bass, and yeah. I didn't think I was really like. I would really like a whole night of drum and bass music, but uh -huh. man, all the DJs did a great job. It was yeah. like really inspiring, honestly. You know, I was doing artwork during it. It was cool. That's uh, yeah. yeah. You gotta mix it up. You know. You've been playing stuff. You've been musical lately. Not as much as I I should be. <laughs> <laughs> not playing. Definitely not playing out. But uh, just doing basically doing some stuff for the show. Oh but, yeah, um, you mentioned that. That's yeah. pretty cool. That's Thelma and Louise. Thelma and Louise. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful combo. Yeah, man. It's like a cerulean blue finish. Yeah, those sound gear bases. Yeah, that thing is nice. That's I wish the, the seven that, string. Oh, the that's seven a seven string. string. Yeah. Oh. It's beautiful, but I wish it had the gold hardware. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Like, just just yeah. finish making it perfect. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? That is a nice combo they right play, there. They play really nice. The people need to see pictures of yeah, those. Yeah, I suppose they have <laughs> So, it's uh, like you're pearls, yeah, and lazy stuff. But I've been lazy lately. Like, oh, in the winter, I got COVID for Christmas. Oh, and then I was like, one thing after another. And so, I got lazy with a lot of things. Well, so I don't know. I should, I, there's no reason I shouldn't be playing more. Oh, well, yeah. there's it's never <laughs> well, gonna go away. No, you got Thelma and Louise you're waiting anytime <laughs> you want. Drive so, off that cliff, bitch. <laughs> Uh, They're right man. at the foot of the bed, yeah. appropriately. <laughs> I haven't read this Rick Rubin book yet, but uh, I heard it was it's good really stuff. Good, man. Yeah, he's an amazing guy. Yeah, uh, Nikki has been posting quotes from him lately, and I was like glad to see that because we're like in the process. That, or just yeah, like, well, uh, I think uh, in general, yeah, yeah, they probably generate. It's probably from his Instagram or something. I guess right. maybe. Yeah, 
Um, but like a lot of what he talks about is definitely like some of what he talks about, about like mindset and attitude is more yeah. important for the outcome of a project than any of the technical stuff. At Dude, the end of the day. It's, he's, a, he's just got a mind for it. You know, people want to act like so I've seen people argue that his, uh, his, uh, his contributions are so marginal that like he shouldn't even get credit for oh, some stuff. That, and I'm like, bro, no. he set the tone. No. Yeah. A vibe setter is a real thing. He's like a shaman for a band. Yeah. Like he, it's, he doesn't create everything, but he unlocks the ability. Yeah, to create it. it's so. And important. he like flips things on its head for some. You know, That's awesome. You need a fresh set of eyes sometimes. And when it might you're not work for cause, everybody because maybe some yeah. of the people weren't open to it. Yeah, you know I, I mean, mean like you know, when you're writing a song, you're like, is this good? Like, oh, you, know you I mean? lose all <laughs> sense of. You definitely yeah. need trusted ears that aren't in the actual yeah. thing and trying to be productive too. Yeah. Or, you know after your yeah, ears he never go mush after steps, you know? mixing for hours and like then yeah. you don't even know what's cool anymore you're no, like no it's a, it all sounds <sighs> the same and your ears are yeah. aching yeah but he's amazing man sounding From, board is an important thing yeah and the the ones that sow the seeds for creativity yeah right? yeah for sure um Baselines. 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 Bass. What do you think about them? Yeah. <laughs> dig them. I dig them. Usually I dig them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I was saying. Just talking about bass. I've been appreciating playing bass. My friend Will Snooze, who I met hosting jams at the Moose, we do that every Wednesday night there. Uh -huh. And we've been doing that since pandemic, too. Yeah. And, uh, like, he's one of the people that I met that like his, some of his first forays into playing were at the gym and yeah. now he's gigging. That's awesome. And he asked me to join him on bass for those. So it's me and Joe from new Kings back him up when he does gigs. Nice. We're doing nice. one of those tomorrow. If this airs tomorrow, we're playing yeah. six to nine at uh saloon in Westchester out oh. front on the streets. Oh yeah. So, so it's they, clo they closed down gay street. Yeah. Nice. They're on that. That's the COVID thing that it was the right thing. Uh, yes, to and there's so, so many like, people in Westchester that hate it. Yeah. For the list, for the listeners, uh, so like Westchester has a main street uh, down, like uh, this is like restaurant row and bar, yeah. all the bars and anything worth going to Westchester, right? For. There's Pretty a, much, yeah. <laughs> a couple outliers, yeah. but like, yeah. yeah, Gay Street is your concentration mm -hmm. of happenings. Yeah. You go in Gay Street and you come out yeah, high. Yeah, go in Gay and come out high. Yes, sir. Or you that go in high and come out Gay. Yeah. I mean, it's a, I guess it could work. The either choice way. is yours. Both are more fun together than they yeah. are alone. You could get with <laughs> this, or you could get with that. Right. <laughs> so. I mean, if you walk there, you can just go in the same way you came out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just be yourself, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Why you got to change? Yeah, yeah, no. dude. Skateboarders <laughs> go all, they go gay high, yeah. and they go Darlington sometimes. That's where Bam was. Yeah, Bam's sometimes from, they're in the yeah. alley. Yeah. Yo, Nicky turned in. Remember Rex's? Yeah. He was always yeah. uh, at Rex. Bam Margera was mm -hmm. always at Rex's, and I was running into him. And I, never, I don't like... I don't like to like bug if I see. Yeah, yeah. So like, but I've definitely like said some stupid shit to him, like uh, drunk. You know, just yeah. Yeah. Like, well, you know, he calls for it. Yeah. No, he, he invites yeah. the stupidness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's funny. Like we, so we're recording our album at Castle Bam right now. Oh with really? Alex and Honey. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So like, Jess is super cool. I've known yeah. Jess and, and I reconnected with him while I was working at Creep. I love so CKY. many. Yeah. I mean, dude, we were. I was in a band in high school and we recorded our our record at where like where they did their first. Oh, one. cool. 
but no, I've always they're they're amazing. they're great, and yeah. he's always been like at the top of his DIY, yeah. like killing it, and yeah. like good vibes. Like I connected with him. It's funny how many things that are current in my life stem from the work I did at Creep when I got out of prison. Yeah, but it's like talking to Jess there, getting familiar with him again, and like uh, you know reminiscing about all the old <laughs> Westchester haunts. But yeah. then like now we're going there and recording with Chris Way. And the bull Jamie. I don't know Jamie's last name, but that's awesome. Um, and uh, so anyway, we're we've been recording there, and we're like partway through the sessions, and we had mm -hmm. a session booked for a Saturday, and we got a call that like, hey, if you don't mind, we're going to postpone that session because Bam's going to be in town. And uh, so, so like, is it? It's still his crib, but it's uh, yeah. Like I don't understand up. all the inner workings. It's really none of is my business. Like but like, as I understand it, Jess lives there. Okay, and so. You know, we and like uh, they asked us to postpone the session because Bam was in town, and then like <laughs> Come on home. things went south, and and yeah, he was yeah. uncool. He's had a rough ride. Yeah, and he's not doing well right now. And no? people that would like him to be doing better, he are being misunderstood as yeah. not being on his team, and it's yeah. unfortunate. But that all went down, and it was kind of funny because it was like that when they were looking for him. Yeah. I, think, I think like Nikki like busted out Bamber alert. <laughs> a bamber alert I like it so we were like uh, maybe we should call the album bamber alert oh, not man. really but <laughs> bamber alert that was funny no but like they've been great with us there super yeah. accommodating I would suggest for anybody that's in the area that wants to record an album that is a really nice vibe there for that it's a wide open space the drums sound beautiful the room is amazing there's a vibe it's like the first time for me Recording in a setting where I'm I'm not in a basement somewhere yeah, or like yeah. I mean even like big studios like mm -hmm. Studio Four there's mm -hmm. no windows you right, know what right, I mean right. like I yeah. recorded an album there and like it just gets a burnout yeah yeah the there it felt more like when you read about like Led Zeppelin being in a countryside recording yeah. an album it makes a difference like in the process yeah it definitely does so vibe man that's been fun yeah that's amazing yep Castle Bam is that what they call the studio yeah it's just Castle, Castle Bam, Bam Studios. Yeah. And like before we were in there, I think they were mentioning like Mike Hampton from Funkadelic was in there recording yeah. and uh, also Billy Cox was in there recording I mean, an album on yeah. bass. Wow. You know, pretty cool. Yeah, that's absurd. Yeah. And, and I think they do all their Sovereign Eagle and stuff there because like I'm not sure what the status is as far as recording CKY right now. But I was they just have like about side projects and whatnot. Yeah. So. Well, I know uh, the uh, the singer, the first, was the Dar Darren Miller? Yeah. Uh, he left, right? So it's just a three piece. Yeah, now. I'm not 100 percent sure yeah. of the inner workings. Yeah, I haven't there. followed it closely, but no, they're fuck. I love them. They're yeah. amazing. Their riffs, good are, music. Riffs are always, you know, they're yeah. always very distinct. Yeah, know? that's and it's love. Like I love that Westchester, like reaching out beyond Westchester. Yeah, hell I yeah. Like when I see that music from yeah. here permeates, you know, beyond and like different it. styles and yeah. like there's so much here. Yeah, there know? really is. It's, it's rich, pretty cool. Man. Yeah. So uh, how old were you when you like picked up a guitar? The beginning of that happened for me. It was interesting. Like I first wanted to play guitar, and I I think I was in third grade. Oh wow! So I don't know what you are when you're in third grade, age wise. <laughs> yeah. But like me neither. <laughs> yeah. Like I began playing, and I was taking lessons in Westchester at Taylor's Music. My parents yeah, sure. bought me an electric guitar. Mm -hmm. It was a PV of some sort. Yeah. 
And I started taking lessons in at the time. Like, my main interest was, like, kind of, like, skate punk type vibes. Mm -hmm. And also, like, I was also really into, like, Chili Peppers and also Talking Heads. Nice. Jimi Hendrix and things like that. Mm -hmm. And Steely Dan, whatever. So my guitar teacher thought it was a great idea to, like... (laughs) make me learn like the solo to like sweet child of mine and i'm like like <laughs> that's a yeah, very that's like, like a, a very, very cool specific. guitar yeah riff. how old are you I, yeah, I don't know i was young man like i don't know what that is Under third 10, grade like right. nine or ten or something, yeah, something really like that yeah like eight nine ten very something like that like, whatever but like you know yeah like eight and like <laughs> this is horrible. he would just sit there and like shred yeah and like it was off putting, and it was like you know, I'm like, I don't even like that. I don't even like the way that sounds. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know where the like. So I used to put my guitar so far out of tune before the lessons that like it would take a half hour almost to like get me in tune. And then now, like, this is something that later years as a teacher I realized like yeah. if a student was doing that yeah. and any student I've ever had who's not into it right. that happens yeah. you can't connect with everybody yeah, you can try but off. sometimes yeah. they just need to say hey I don't get what you're doing yeah. let's do this and yeah. you change it up uh-huh. He made no attempt. And it's like, he had to have known. Stuck by his There's no way a guitar gets that far out of tune. <laughs> and yeah. I can't play shit when I come in the door. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if I was yeah. shredding every day uh-huh. and didn't tune it for a week, it might yeah. get somewhere near that. But like, I was like, oh, great. It's time for guitar lessons. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. Wild. So, <laughs> and also, like, I had a little bit of an anxiety for no reason, really, mm-hmm. beyond, uh, I don't know, I didn't want to disappoint anybody. But like, yeah. I didn't at first emote to my parents that like I wasn't feeling it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, yeah, I did that too, with certain activities that right, they were you know, like, oh, I don't want to. Like I just yeah. said, they spent all this money. Right, right. They bought yeah, me a guitar. Probably good for me. Yeah. And so I'm like. <laughs> Eventually, I said I wasn't feeling it, and they both were like, Rob, you should have told us, like, you know, it's fine. Like, it didn't work out, whatever. It's there if you want it, blah, blah, blah. Uh Thank you. Cool. So (laughs) I moved on, and then, you know, get into middle school, and I had obviously, like any other kid, like been exposed to, like, playing sports and whatnot, Mm -hmm. and to some degree, and that world was open to me. The sport that I ended up, like, actually joining a team for and doing anything with was wrestling. Really? So in seventh grade, I was a wrestler. I was 110 pounds. (laughs) I was a skinny rail, bro. And, like, (laughs) my girlfriend at the time was also on the wrestling team, and I think she was in the same weight class as me. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, (laughs) I didn't have to wrestle. Or wait, she might actually, I think she was 10 pounds heavier than me, so, like, I didn't ever have to wrestle her. Yeah. But it was, like, a whole (laughs) weird, nobody ever wanted to wrestle her. It was funny. That's hilarious. She probably whooped their butts, but. um, That's so funny. Yeah. So, anyway, like, I was doing that, and while I was doing that, um... I start. I had a group of friends that kind of all kind of decided. They were like, "Oh, we should start a band." Yeah, and they were all kind of like, "What would we do? What would you do? What would I do?" And I was like, "I have a guitar. Mm-hmm. Like, I could always uh, do that." Yeah, I always so, love that. Like, how you figure that out? Yeah, like, dude. When I was in like my sixth grade band, it was just be my buddies. Yeah. Like, my dad was a drummer, and hence I was a drummer. Oh, cool. So the drum kit was in my basement. 
and my friend brought his guitar and like, I wanted to play guitar. So we yeah. switched. And oh, I'm sure yeah. he didn't want to play the drums. Uh, <laughs> but I played the guitar. Right? Yeah. It's but like when you realize that it's something that you you can do and that yeah. you want to do, it's a it's a lifelong journey if you yeah. let it be. Right. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's fun, man. So I went home and I went in the closet and I pulled out my guitar and at the time it was it was awesome. Like I wish I had pictures. I probably do somewhere. Yeah. At that point it was covered in stickers and like red hot chili peppers, <laughs> yeah, Primus, yeah. Oh, like yeah. all the classics. Like I wish I still had it like that. Yeah. It would be a throwback. Yeah. But uh I pulled it out of the closet and I sat down and so by then this is like nineteen ninety. Okay. Yeah. So this is right on the edge of all that grunge yeah. that was coming out and guitar started to become more mm-hmm. in the front, yep. you know, and a little more bluesy and vibey mm-hmm. instead of the metal stuff, yeah, which I didn't like. Shit. Now yeah. I can appreciate it. Yeah. But it's like when I was little, to me, that Couldn't stuff was super it. corporatized. Yeah. It all was it's so cheesy. technical that it sounded like it. not natural. You know, no. I know now what it is and it's a whole other skill. Yeah. That's amazing, but like no, man, I was like, that's not what I'm about. I want to play. If I'm playing anything heavy, it's like Dead Kennedys, you yeah, know, like yeah. or like suicidal tendencies. Nice I was digging that. All I wanted was a Pepsi. Yeah, I, yeah. All I wanted was like, <laughs> you know, play something cooler than yeah. this. But, but anyway, uh, then like when I went home from school that day, of discussing, hey, we should be a band, and I think we even like already knew what our band was going to be called. Yeah, we, I think we came yeah, up like, with the name first. Is, yeah, it's yeah. interesting. And Got then it all it's planned like, out, except I the music. Pulled it out of the closet, and I like quickly like checked to see what I remembered uh-huh. of how to tune it, and then played just notes and like remembered a lot. You came back, yeah, and. I know, like, in my brain, like, it's one of the most sure, solid memories of my entire lifetime, Uh, and I'm 44 now, Mm -hmm. and so this is, like, I guess 12 or so, 12 or 13, and uh, it was, like, a moment of just, like, wow, okay, I'm a guitar player. Yeah, I guess that's what I do now, yeah. Uh, and that was by myself. Yeah. It was not even, I don't even know if I plugged it into an amp yet. Uh Uh-huh. I had a little one, but I don't even think I had plugged it in yet. And I just, I remember picking it up and probably within 15 minutes at that age, knowing that I was going to do that forever. Now, I didn't know what that entailed and I didn't even know what, I didn't know how far I could take that or anything about that. You know, like I just knew that then, then because I was fortunate enough to have such great support from my dad and my mom, um, Bob Perna, my father, uh, he, he like would take me very often to see live music um, and was also just as open with like what me and my sister were into listening to. Even if it wasn't something he was into, he would make sure we still had access to that. And then when I very quickly like wound up playing through a sit-in random situation, sat in with... Uh, Johnny Clyde Copeland. Mm-hmm. This is now a couple years into playing. Took lessons again, this time from a guy that Ron Shank at Beams Music who taught me a lot that's mm-hmm. foundational to what I still do. Right. Like he's the guy that showed me modes and stuff. Yeah. And it was like, I don't know why. And this is why, as a teacher, like I introduced that stuff super early. Mm-hmm. I Get wasn't taught that. I wasn't taught much theory from the first guy at like all. Piano lessons. 
And I was yeah. like, for me, when I realized how that works, yeah. like it, everything made yeah. sense. Theory is the mechanics. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like the math part. It then it. made math make more sense. It, even yeah, it yeah, translates. I mean, like, it does translate for me. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So like, it creates. It, if you're familiar with it, and my theory isn't the strongest, but it gives you an architecture yeah. to like put your shit in yeah. the the creative part into. Hell, yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Them building blocks that yeah, like. Yeah everything has and then like when you learn them hacks of like what different styles of music right. utilize different modes different mode. yeah, yeah. and then it's like a cheat like well it's yeah. not a cheat now you, you did know the most work. of the progression now you can songs. play along with Spanish yep like yeah. we listened to that stuff earlier mm -hmm. now you can capture that style yeah. by simply you know where like the general progression so are that yeah. opened a lot of doors and then I was like entrenched in blues and it was cool mm -hmm. because my father was so willing to like I was getting gigs yeah. by the time I was 14, 15 really? and he was driving me to everyone oh, that's so I couldn't awesome. drive and that's so awesome made it an accessible thing so yeah, that yeah. by the time when I was driving myself and everything it became very like Wrote. normal yeah. and like uh, you know did that for a number of years like yeah. I was playing between now I don't know what what years this was, but at one point during the New Kings of Rhythm, and I was also in like local dub, and I was also playing with like Ja People, and I was mm -hmm. also playing with Rob Perna Band. The fuck up, yeah. I was playing like six nights a week for mm -hmm. like a multiple amount of years like, yeah. in a row, yeah, and like Gigging. still not having an oversaturation problem, yeah, because I I've I'm like obsessed with like. Also not, like, I don't love playing the same song over and over again. Yeah, no, yeah. So, you like, keep it fresh. Yeah. I don't even, like, Especially my, if you have 400 <laughs> in the bank. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> and sometimes, though, like, other band members, other people I have to work with creatively, like, are frustrated because, like, I don't even, uh, it's been known for a long time, and so it almost gets exploited, like, as a joke sometimes about how much, like, I don't like to practice. Yeah. In a, in a certain form because yeah, yeah. for me like it's like if it's, we're practicing something and it's like three times four times now I'm playing the same song I don't want to do it anymore I'm like done with it. the song now I get it <laughs> yeah, move on yeah so for some I don't mind like I'll do it in, like when I practice like yeah. I'll do a song and then even if there was some mistakes with it like I'm gonna still go to something yeah. else you know what you did go to something else yeah, yeah. and I'll go back yeah. in my thing it's like your brain is your most important practice tool mm -hmm. and the number one thing to unlock locking that for anybody is listening yeah. so we all think it's all this technical bullshit that we have to do as a musician to make ourselves fit in or sound the best but all you really have to be doing is listening to everything not just what you're playing mm -hmm. and even sometimes don't listen to what you're playing first take a minute to listen to that. and this doesn't take not a literal minute once you get flowing yeah, yeah. it takes a couple seconds sure. you listen to everything that's happening in the pocket and you find that niche where you can exploit something and you're adding to what's happening and you're also like standing out like there's so many beautiful things that come from the ear yeah yeah and give it space yeah, the, it's give, almost like if you were listening enough yeah none of the theory shit really matters because no. every key of music has 
at least seven notes right that mm -hmm. are in that key out of 12 that exist yeah. so there's always more than there more exactly. right notes than wrong notes yeah that's true so yeah, anybody can pick up an instrument yeah. and if you're listening close enough you can hit a cycle yeah. of notes you can, and yeah. you're gonna know which ones work and which right. ones don't right just you gotta we're, play, play we're fucking playing ourselves yeah. and tricking ourselves sometimes by like thinking it's deeper than that but right right if you're playing a, that sandbox <laughs> enough you know you'll, yeah. you'll, you'll find every grain of sand for. you pick it up make yeah. it wet if you need to yeah, you yeah. know yep. make it stick yeah, yeah. do what you do but make sure it's unique you know I mean? that's the thing so like who are you guys like uh who are, like when you got back into the guitar who were like oh, who were your like influences so Maybe. like yeah like so then there was the obvious like foundational stuff like the Jimi Hendrixes and like the Stevie Ray Vaughns. Yeah, I can and hear Stevie. And, when you're a young white blues mm -hmm. guitar player, yeah, and that's also what so many people try to young bull you into yeah. doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I could have signed a record deal when I was 16 mm -hmm. with a, a label that was talking to me, and they wanted me to do a power trio. They wanted me to fire the New Kings of Rhythm, which I already had at that point. So the New Kings of Rhythm is now going to be like 30 years old. That's insane, bro. Yeah. That's insane. Which is a, an accomplishment. And that's yeah. Joe on drums has been the whole time. Yeah. Andy on sax pretty much the whole time. That's, John Paul on trumpet years. pretty much the whole time. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. So we're at like 27 or 8 years now. So that's it's getting... Amazing. But, you know... <laughs> Yeah, which is wild in itself. So uh, the staying power is for me, like what makes it. Yeah, like, you should be proud of that. It's dude. like a That's legacy, amazing. man. I love Hell it. Yeah, yeah. I don't even care. Like I, I've been a new king of rhythm us. before the new kings of rhythm, and yeah. I would be after it. I'll be dead. I'm dying a new king of rhythm. Yeah. yeah. So like for me, it's it's awesome that the band has had them bonds that has made it stick and be something. It's flexible, you know. Yeah. yeah. Ain't nobody at anybody's ass and throat mm -hmm. in that band. It's like not I, I'm, I'm so beyond yelling at anybody yeah. on stage or or off stage. You know what yeah. I mean about musical things it's like about having fun yeah we're a family dude yeah. and like when we hit the stage dude it's like there's no reason for bullshit yeah, yeah. <laughs> at this point i don't even remember how we were going there but how I got there. <laughs> uh like your influences oh like influences so yeah the yeah. obvious ones but then there's a couple really crucial for me mm -hmm. that i and they're the the genesis for instance of the thought process behind the new kings of rhythm yeah is directly related from my discovery of Ike Turner. Okay. And when I started hearing, and I, I was introduced to Ike Turner through the movie yeah. about Tina Turner, yeah, where yeah. he's not painted in a nice, <laughs> yeah. a good light. And rightfully so. He's right, not sure. a great man. He's a piece of shit. Uh, a shit partner, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? But like, the that dude was a band leader mm -hmm. and an arranger yeah, and yeah. an A&R person and an innovator and a writer yeah. and like launched so many different people's careers sure. and like also fucking rips the guitar mm -hmm. like if people don't know like you listen to some of those no, early records he strangles the strat in a way where it's like sounds like a whammy bar even though it's not he's just bending the yeah neck. he's like yeah. yes and like and also his voice and also a piano player that rips and like then became a multi-instrumentalist producer yeah. in his own right and all that. So that's one person that... And his band was the Kings of Rhythm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So 
I named the new Kings of Rhythm at, after Ike Turner's Kings of Rhythm. They're from the 50s, you know, like, yeah. but it's like, I was it's like, that's homage. the mission I was on when I started that uh-huh. band. And it was like a review. It was like, it's here to let everybody within it grow. And there might be a moving cast and it might be yeah. this, but like the general thing is like a presentation. Um, and you didn't have to hit anybody. No, never once. That's always the I don't plus. think ever once. You catch a domestic on No that. band-related violence ever, <laughs> I think. I mean, non-band-related violence, <laughs> but with the band. It's been... Uh, so with other good. people, we've had some gang wars, which has <laughs> been interesting. <laughs> like an anchorman. Uh, yeah. We had fight. a literal street fight <laughs> in Westchester after leaving a gig at what is now the Social Lounge, but what at the time yes. was Doc McGrogan. I was trying to remember what the yep. fuck the name and of that place was. I, we, I had just gotten paid, and I was coming outside, and we were 10 pieces thick, I think, at the time. Yeah. Wu-Tang deep. Yeah, and uh, my buddy um, Jeff Lazowski was in the band at the time on percussion, Timbales, mm-hmm. and we were leaving the gig, and I was coming out front with the money to pay everybody, and I hear a commotion, and I look down, and he's halfway down the block, pulled into the like alley yeah. with uh, his truck, his four ways on to load his truck. And I see there's like five college kids, and we were about that same age probably at the time, honestly, maybe a little older, um, but like all like crowded around him while he's like, and he has no arms, he's holding gear, and they're like, and one guy's in his face, and I don't know what started the argument. Yeah. But still was, to this day, just, but you could see that happening. there was a fight getting ready Dude. to happen because as he's arguing with the one guy, there was another guy circling around in the back. You could see like the swarm mentality going on. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm up here yeah, in my head. I'm on the step and I'm looking down at the mm-hmm. alley and I, I know already. He's by himself? Yeah. And all these? Yeah. Like, and we were all down half half a block away loading up and whatnot. And like they like walking dead, had like, no idea oh. that. <laughs> Like that, there was others, yeah. you know, yeah. And like, I'll never forget it because it was really like a comic book. Like, <laughs> I look down and I see Jeff, and I yeah. watched the one guy swing on Jeff, and I just I took the handful of money and I threw it and my hat, yeah, to Andy. I had a new, I had time. a new stingy brim on. It was like a green velour <laughs> hat, and I was like, yes. "Yo, I'm not dusting up my yeah, hat." Yeah, we I threw it to nice. Andy, and yeah. he's like, Ooh. "And I hat, just, man. I like, I picked a guy, yeah." And I, I, I like ran with my hand like behind me and just like full sended like the follow through like kung fu punch and knocked this dude off his feet. And then next thing I know, Big Dave is picking another guy up (laughs) by his ass and neck. And throws him out yeah. like so far out of the melee. He never showed back up. All the Avengers until the end of the story. Yeah, yeah, dude. And like next thing, like there, I don't know how many of us were involved, but like very quickly, like it, it got was like yeah. To all and of then you. the cops <laughs> spun in on their little ten speeds. Uh, yeah, and then That's they parked up on either side yeah. of the block, blocked yeah. off the street. Yeah, and put us Whoa. all against the wall. Whoa. And by then, all of the dudes from the other crew, like at ran off yeah one of them stayed back and he was like were you the guy that picked me up to dave <laughs> and he and threw me out of there and he's like yeah motherfucker and he's yeah. like thank you like <laughs> what and then like the cops like meanwhile i'm like the police dude i had an eighth of weed in my pocket i yeah. threw it in the gutter yeah like on on, yeah. on gay street Took an L on that. and we lined up and they're talking to us and they're asking us what happened and i explained it and then they ended up arresting the other guy and they found two of the other guys running away they arrested them let us go i'm like bro i'm from here i'm working 
working yeah. here. Like, we didn't do nothing. These dudes attacked him. What as happened a to group. the homie? Did he get hit? Like, when they. How long? Like, did he get beat by them? Like, no, he. Uh, well, Jeff is a, Jeff. Also, that's the thing. Jeff is a hothead, and like there was what well, was, and there was times yeah. when like you know like he's ready to go too. Yeah. Like he already had been in the Marines and stuff, so like yeah. they weren't even going to get off easy just messing yeah. with him alone. But like, it was like I I never seen like the group like come together in like that kind of way. It <laughs> yeah, was interesting. Yeah. With no, We've never with had no to talking. Yeah, it was just like yeah, it was just this is what we're doing. Yeah, you know? and then like it was funny. So then the cops let us go, and they arrested them and then like i went back in doc mcgrogan's and borrowed a coat hanger and fished my bag of weed out of the sewer <laughs> yes yeah oh you won yeah you voltron on, on the other who were they there was did you say it was another band? no it wasn't a band was just they should be though yeah. they should they should have started a band, band of thieves <laughs> yeah they, they like they were oh, that's just, i guess up. they were just some like frat boys like that wanted to tussle yeah they were Fuck. like yeah dude. and that's always funny too because yeah. it's like sometimes man you need the older gentlemen to smack you down you really you're acting do. like an asshole in my town you, yeah, yeah you really do man. i'm not a marshal or whatever no, but like dude. you really like picked on the wrong yeah. people i don't know i like, lived in uh westchester for like on magnolia street oh okay with a down from burger king yeah and uh I'm i sure. was college age but i wasn't in college right. but there's like you know douchebag i would walk to the bars because my why wouldn't i yeah right <laughs> but walking home was always some shit sure on a friday like you know, people just start shit out of nowhere. It's yeah. fucking incredible. So that's wild. It's not the place to live. No. It's the place to go. Well, well, certain parts are nice. Well, you know, it's, it, it it's depends interesting. where you are. Living where in the borough at. now. Yeah, where you're, you're in a good spot. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it could be whatever. I think if I was younger, yeah, I wouldn't have had a successful life living in the borough. I didn't. That is, yeah. That's I'd be way more trash. Downfall. You know, like I don't know. Like, yeah. I, well, let's put it this way: when I was like first newly single and living like in Westchester, like yeah. it just I was drinking all mm -hmm. night. You yeah. know, there was nothing else to do. Sure. Like, you know that's what, what I mean? all I did. Like, that's all I did. You know. I lived with three girls, and that was an interesting experience. But all, sure. all we did was drink. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's what Westchester's for. <laughs> no. no. No, there's there's like really nice place. Well, it's definitely yeah. cool it's a college town now for, to yeah. like. I like when like you see there is. I feel like there's a trend, and I don't know if it's also maybe, maybe it's also pandemic related. I yeah. see a lot of younger heads acting a little more responsible out than well, like, that's good. Uh, it doesn't seem like Westchester's as buck wild. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm avoid it, now like, used to seeing like a, an bad. amalgamation of like the younger, what you would think are going to be there for a bunch of fuckery, yeah. but also be acting the ones you keep your eye on. Yeah. You know, so it's cool. That's good. That's better. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Used to call it like, you know, uh, there's always the dude with the pink polo with the, Went uh, back yeah. in the early two thousands, yeah. <laughs> frats, that was yeah. like sperm of frats. Yeah. <laughs> yep, they live. It's an interesting thing. Yeah, the frat vibe. Uh, I could never, dude. I went to Millersville for like two semesters, and they like had a class with this dude. There, there was like one frat on campus, and he asked me to, to like come to the things, and yeah. I, I never did. I was right. like, I'm not like. 
I just like, can't fall in line with a crowd I'm that not much. Gonna I don't want to do, do any weird you're doing. shit to hang out with yeah. you and like I, I don't need do the security, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And all, there's some questionable shit that they do, right? <laughs> to like join them, I'm like fuck you. I'm not like a slave. Like, just saw, to be a, your friend. Like, yeah, Nikki and I were watching their, the new season of Queer Eye is yeah. in in New Orleans, and the first episode was them at like a frat house. Yeah. And these <laughs> bulls they were talking to the guys like I came here to learn how to be a man and like blah 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 I'm like you joined a frat because yeah, you thought that was gonna help man. you become a man yeah, like man. I'm like I question your judgment yeah I mean you, like, you might have it like a year out <laughs> yeah. living right will make you a man you quicker fucking, than hanging yeah. out with that, uh, that crowd Dude, <laughs> yeah that is not yeah learning it's funny though this is the opposite of learning yeah. you gotta be they were living man. trife it yeah. looked sad shout to <laughs> all my frat listeners yeah yeah <laughs> frat boys Sorry. no i have played at a lot of really cool frat parties sure i yeah i went up to, you know when college days i had friends up at penn state yeah they have like you know well there's like legit like yeah, there's like old, frats and then there's like mansions like that are frat. Like, I that's what i'm talking about this one in lehigh valley what's that college uh, up there near like Le- easton uh there's a bunch lafayette maybe yeah okay and like we played somewhere up there and they like it was off school wasn't in session but they yeah. were still operating the frat house and they're like yeah. y'all can come here and crash and like we'll do you know we'll do dinner and like they were like you can cook whatever you want here and like <laughs> I, I let me into the kitchen it was like a industrial grade like yeah. chef's kitchen yeah, I'm like, like yeah. jail kitchen <laughs> oh, bro like yeah. we threw down we yeah. had like a feast at that joint that's all awesome. yeah. and it was well maintained that was a clean frat mm-hmm. house it, was, it could go either way they were gentlemen yeah yeah <laughs> He's a gentleman. I mean, I guess back in the day, they were all like the pose with the the tobacco pipe. Yeah, yeah. Sophisticated. Like, I guess, yeah. When my dad was an ATO in what? See, I don't know. Shit, he's born nineteen forty-seven. So college would be whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he went to to be alive. (laughs) He saw a lot of shit in his day. He he uh, didn't go to Vietnam. Like the draft ended like right before his card was coming. Up. Right, wow. So that's lucky. I may not be. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't be here probably. Yeah, what a weird Who time knows? that was. Yeah, crazy. And but, then it's uh, wild. Like even people I know that like lived through all that still were like so affected and like shocked by the COVID yeah, situation. All the shit they've seen. I had never seen none like yeah, this. No, it's like, unprecedented. Yeah. It changed the world, man. The it's guy Lou, man. who's in our band, Lou Brotman, he plays guitar in New Kings. He's uh-huh. he's a new member. Okay, I've played in him with bands for several years growing up and whatnot. Circles. But like when I got out of prison, he basically pledged like he wanted to be in the New Kings yeah. and like make that happen. And you know, and we have a lot of collaboration and same kind of thoughts musically and just a, a, like an ESP sometimes. Yeah, so it makes sense. Great to work with. So when, like, I'm sorry. Like when we when I used to fuck with y'all. I, did you, was there a second guitar? Yeah, Dan Tatarovich played okay. with us for a while, up until I got incarcerated. Okay. But he wasn't really wanting to be a part of the picture. At the same, uh, it just happened to coincide. Yeah. But I've still gone and messed with, he He does like work at Studio 4, like oh, uh, okay. production-wise. Like engineering? Yeah. <clears throat> so I've gone and done some work with him since. But like Lou, he's, uh, how old is Lou? Lou's in his 70s. I don't remember his exact age. Yeah. Offhand, good for him. Maybe he doesn't want me to put his <laughs> exact age out there. But anyway, he's a lifelong musician. He's been yeah. doing this thing for a long time, That's and awesome. uh, even he was just like, "Wow, like, I have never seen anything like this." That's it awesome. Just shook. 
the music scene like, yeah. just took everything off the plate for a minute. Yeah, that's amazing. It was wild. But yeah, we're having a good time. Yeah. All the projects are, are pretty fruitful. Uh, the scene seems to be good. More yeah, and more I want to talk to you about like, how is it like, um, are you still running a room? Like a, a, a mic, open mic? Oh, yeah, we're still. So every Wednesday, the open mic at the Moose is run by me. Mm-hmm. And like, well, now it's this point, like if I don't, for whatever reason, like I'm usually there. But like every once in a while, I can't make it on yeah, Wednesday yeah. night. And it'll run itself. There's a good crew of people that... Mm-hmm. Everybody gets a chance to play. Yeah. So many people, like, this is the first time for me that, like, I never played drums, but now I'm pretty f- comfortable playing nice. drums because yeah. I've been just doing it at the jams. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people that come to them jams are just, like, spreading out, playing different shit, yeah. learning new instruments. Some people that have never sang, for instance, mm-hmm. are now singing. Yeah. I see a lot of that. It's been good. It's yeah. it's the similar, like, open vibe as the open jams I used to host at yeah, Spence yeah. and all that. Yeah. And you used to, uh, you used to have a mic at Victory for, yeah, uh, for a little Yeah, that was while. a cool I one, too. I used to be there, like, yeah. a lot of times. That time. was a fun time there. I don't know why I never went up. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, you know, performed live music in a long time. Oh, uh, uh, well, you know. Yeah, it's never too late. Never, ever. I don't just come out. But, uh, but the main thing with any of that too is like, because I know some people like beat themselves up and like that they're not getting out and doing it enough. Yeah. But like, as long as it's like, as long as you're not feeling like you're betraying yourself by like yeah. not doing that, or like as long as you're having fun with music in some regard, like that's really that's I true. do what I do because it is fun. There's yeah. really not any of the rewards that come along with it. Honestly, like. The money like never totally equals the work put into it. You know what I mean? For but sure. like it's gonna be what I would be doing anyway. Yeah. Like uh, so, that's just me. Like the stage is such a part of that. Mm-hmm. I would even if I had to give up all the other aspects of making music, I'd still pick playing gigs. Yeah, uh, that's on. Uh, that's I, and especially still, that. I'm still very much like stuck in. That's in, the format has changed as far as like every gig used to be three one-hour sets spread over four hours. Yeah. Now, rarely is it like that anymore. That's mm-hmm. We still do that. Mm-hmm. That's part of why we do the New Kings thing when we do it at the Moose, because we do that, three one-hour sets. Uh, but most things have shortened. Yeah. Money has gotten a little bit better. Yeah. It's interesting. It's, still, That's it's cool. changed a little bit better yeah. I've, I've that been, way. Yeah. Time's a little shorter. Conversation's mm-hmm. a little more. Mm-hmm. But like, there's also a part of me that I'm like, well, oh, I would still go play another gig right now. Yeah, you can run. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, you can make some more. Like money. if you yeah. were in New Orleans, yeah, or yeah, like New York City, you could go spot, here, like, then yeah. go here, and then go right. there. Yeah, there's certain like uh, Boston. I mean, uh, yeah, Boston like comedy scenes like New York, Boston. Uh, yeah, I would imagine you with comedy too. Your sets are probably like you could jump. They like in those in the in certain times of. The past thirty years or so, Boston and New York. And New York's still like this, but you can do multiple sets in multiple clubs. Yeah. Like Boston, there's like there's this documentary called uh, "When Stand Up Stood Out." It's really good, but it's about specifically about the Boston scene. I have to check that out. Yeah, I've heard about the Boston comedy mm-hmm. scene. It seems to have been a thing. But like the big places were all within. A, like a few blocks right uh, so you could do like five oh, yeah. sets a night or you could do two sets at one place yeah. you know so i like that run back and forth and you're just practicing practicing your crafts you know yeah and uh i don't know that's that's like it's good to hear that music is is uh like original music is still being 
yeah, incubated around here. cultivated and like, incubated and, mm-hmm. and we're like doing said, whatever we can with that and trying to like like in relation for instance to the look around festival like we have a another series of events leading up to that that we're like all reinforcing like the whole thing is costume themed so each thing nice. has a different theme yeah, going on like we're doing all... a halloween in june on june 10th nice at artillery brewing in westchester okay where it's encouraged it's gonna be like spooky yet. dress yeah and like you know, when we did it, we did an actual Halloween gig there, and we made a haunted house. But this yeah. year's gonna be more like a chill spot with like a photo op kind of. Oh, like, that'd be fun. We had actual like cast last time. That's like, awesome. <laughs> That's We've hilarious. been trying to just every event, even small gigs. We're trying to like add a dimension visually and involve other artists we know. Yeah, anything yeah, productions great. has been doing like light projections. It makes places. such a difference. You it know? does, man. People don't always hear just the music. No, if they see a, something and feel a vibe, yeah. don't remember it longer. Hey, man. Yeah, Syn- uh, synthetic aesthetics. Aesthetic. <laughs> aesthetic. Synthetics. Syn- synthetic. <laughs> so, uh, you what do you are you rec- you said you're recording when's that? project that's, that's with onyx and honey yeah that's with onyx and honey and we're that? like six tracks deep we're mm-hmm. gonna do like 10 oh so it's you still okay yeah we're uh, involved in it in the midst we got like six tracks to one certain point and mm-hmm. we're gonna drop another four here soon yeah and then mix that and do whatever we're not putting a timeline on that per se but then like the other two things like shortly after doing that i would like to still be in the studio and i might do a straight up solo effort as far as nice. like this might be the time do when, it do it oh you were asking about influences yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah another one of mine is and they always end up being these multi-instrumentals people like Junie Morrison is yeah. another off the cuff and he's part of the parliament crew mm-hmm. so anything parliament I'm a Fuck huge yeah. nut I for that kind of steered my whole trajectory but yeah, um, anyway, he's one of them dudes that like go in and do an album where he plays drums, bass, guitar, yeah, keyboards. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I feel like I could do that. Mm-hmm. And I have certain songs that I wrote that I think fit that format sure. better than bands I'm in. Yeah. So I'd like to do that next. Yeah, you definitely do That'd that. That'd be man. fun. That'd be sick. Yeah. I wish, like, that's the one thing. Like, I'm pretty comfortable recording a whole album at mm-hmm. the house. Like, that first Onyx and Honey album, mm-hmm. everything's in house. Yeah, I was going to ask where you did that. But I have no, like, I don't have a setup to play drums. Right. So, everything exactly. on there is yeah. I made the drum beats right. on the computer. Yep. Um, so, like, I would like to actually play drums. Yeah. But it makes, it, it, yeah. depending on what style you're going yeah. for, it makes a big difference. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's it's awesome, so. dude. I say do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have absolutely no problem with like, if like everything's like, if it feels natural to be doing it, like I definitely like, even if like, I don't know whoever listened to it, but I'll gladly invest like the money I make doing yeah. other work yeah. into things like that. Because sure. I don't know, like I, even, for me, it's like, even if like, a great 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 grandson or granddaughter yeah. is like oh they're like oh did you know your great 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 grandfather yeah played music and recorded some songs and he has about 400 songs in this folder over yeah. here that we still have and, yeah, and like here's the recordings yeah, like, like that's the cool stuff <laughs> yeah you know, no, like, it's cool that's i'll just imagine that even if everybody yeah. dies and goes up in yeah. the smoke i don't know yeah we'll be dead soon yeah. no. <laughs> the bombs might go off but gone, somebody man. one day might listen yeah. to some of that clock's, <laughs> clock's ticking yeah maybe the aliens will find it 
Have you done any recording of comedy stuff? Like, no. For posterity? Is it oh, translate well? Oh, no. Well? I like, record so my sets oh, on my cool. phone. Yeah, like, I'll put on that. the uh, voice me- memo. Oh, cool. Put it in back back pocket. Oh, well, you just got it on you. Yeah. And boom. Shoot, yeah. Shoot. Oh, so I can cool. listen back and re- to nice. rewrite and hone it. And Cool. Yeah. How long you been doing the comedy game now? Like, Well, I did it for a while when I was in my mid-20s. And then, like, I went to jail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, and then where you learned all the material yeah, need for a lifetime. Exactly. No, there's a deep well there. Yeah, but um, there is. No, my opening joke is all. Uh, White is boy about, goes to jail could be a yeah, whole like. Come on, the whole thing. It's coming. Like, it's I a feel show. Like, <laughs> I watched that show. Uh, but uh, I got out of jail, and I, it put me in a funk. Just like having to be on house arrest in my yeah. parents' house at age thirty. Yeah, uh, it was a bummer, and I had to get like a, a shit job. The first thing I found, you know, so I wasn't happy. But I did meet my wife, so I I don't want to change. <laughs> right there, you go. See, go I, there's yeah, always a silver lining. Yeah, just did my bullshit. You know what I mean? Did I you was ever only down for a little bit? You yeah. know, but dude, that stuff things. makes an impact, man. Yeah, it's but like it's, a bid like that is enough to, and and the house part is whack too. It like, completely but, knocked off my momentum with yeah. the comedy. So I didn't, and I, like I was telling you earlier uh i didn't feel funny or like i had anything to say which like i could pick up a guitar and write something but like for me anyway i can only speak for myself writing comedy like you can't do especially like i don't know you can't write comedy on house arrest like you need a you need an audience for a co- uh, right yeah so the, and then you just start calling the motherfucker monitor and be like yeah. hey mon- what do you yeah. think about this joke <laughs> have you heard about this mon- <laughs> have you heard about have you heard about the guy with the monitor <laughs> so it was i only started mm-hmm. back doing it in august awesome uh open mics and i'm still just you know five minute sets are standard where can you go around here there's or do you have to travel there's surprise like from when I did in my twenties, it seems like there's more comedy now. It's everywhere, man. There's that like, seemed like during the pandemic that popped up a little bit too, where the outdoor comedy events and things. Yeah, they seen. started doing stuff like that. There's this place called Soul Joel's that has like a dome. Yeah, I've heard about that. It's, that is amazing. A friend of mine, my wife's best friend, is a, a comic. She's actually coming to do the show, coming up soon. Nice this weekend and um, very cool. She did a show there. She opened for a guy named Kurt Metzger. He's actually like he's he's really good. Huh. But um, so there's like yeah, that started during the pandemic because no one was going into the clubs. Yeah, and now there's there's a I, there's an open mic eight minutes away from here in Exton at a hotel and like I was seeing ads about that pop yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so you go was, to that? Yeah. I have to check yeah, that out. Once to that one. And then, I mean, I'll go anyway. Like, if there's a place in Wilmington, Delaware, Bar 13. Oh, okay. Uh, we played there. That. Then there's a place. I mean, it depends on how much I want to drive. Yeah. There's, like, a brewery. and ju- There's, like, at least six that I can get. Like, I could book a full every night of the week. Like, cool. usually, like, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. So, like that. um, that nice. But, like, right now, I'm just, like... I got to be honest with myself and everybody <laughs> like, yeah. uh, like I'm not ready for prime time. Like I'm right. still like, I want to do the work. Right. I don't want to like, you know, I don't want to put myself like, I don't know, <laughs> out there until it's what I, th- well, at, a, yeah. at a pace that I think it should yeah. be at. I don't know. Good. So cool. Uh, I've been slacking though. 
I've been slacking because, like I told you, the winter was fucking COVID, and then blah, blah. yeah. And then I once mean, you get out, of, like not doing it, you just tell I just tell myself I'll you know delude myself. You know, don't do it tonight. You know, spend some time. But like, she's like, "Are you doing comedy this week?" You know, she's so supportive. But I'm like, I, I'm slacking. I'm slacking. But <laughs> it's so fun too. Like, it's I can't go to sleep until like 3 a.m. after a five minute set at an open mic. Gigs and at an open yeah. mic. I'm not at yeah. MSG. I'm not in Mad- You know, I'm not yeah. at an arena. But I did my thing and like yeah. leave it on the field. Like. I, I'm happy after bombing just I mean, to like do it. I like, yeah. just like doing it. You <laughs> yeah. know? Well, it is an outpouring of an energy. Yeah, that definitely feels good when you release that. But Fuck also yeah. when like you're not when you're not bombing. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And yeah. you're making if you're making one person laugh, like yeah. you did something. Man. Right, yeah, it's a right. Beautiful thing. It's an amazing feeling. Yeah. It's so a like, cool thing. I do record my sets uh, and shit, and then I'll go back and. I just said like just rewrite yeah. stuff, but I do record it. Who influenced you like first and foremost? Is there a certain comedian that you think was the one that made you be like, oh, I would like to do that? I think. Well, I grew up like my mom turned me on to like just older stuff like comedy, and I was watching this, like old uh, Saturday Night Lives when I was like six or seven. She nice. would just put it on, and. um but as far as like, so as I was, and Monty Python was on a lot in our house, and uh, <laughs> sorry, you're good. <laughs> um, but like as far as stand up, I would go to my grandma's house, and like every Sunday we'd have dinner and stuff, and me and my sister would like go down in the basement. We didn't have cable growing up because yeah. my mom was like a fucking helicopter parent, yeah. like very. <laughs> but uh, yeah. we're good now. Everything's good. But um, all acoustic guitar and no jokes. Yes, yeah. <laughs> see, there's, there it is. Another example. But uh, so we would watch cable in the basement. We got yeah. to watch MTV Ooh. and Comedy Central. So I ate that. I ate yeah. the com- Comedy Central up. Oh yeah. Uh, and watched everything I could. But um, so like as far as like influences, I think like the people, some uh, joke writer, like one liner joke writers, like. Uh, Mitch Hedberg, oh, Stephen Wright, um, who's from that scene in Boston I yeah. was talking about. Um, there's a British guy named Jimmy Carr, like, who does, I, and I don't do strictly like one line. I open right. with a one liner, and then it's, t- it's it's about my DUI, and then I talk like ex- do a like a story, yeah, you know, like a narrative cool. about what happened or whatever. Nice. It sounds really funny, doesn't it? No. <laughs> I know the comedy. In it. I'm explaining it. People right. couldn't believe that I was willing to watch. Like on a bus trip, we had I, I had copies of me getting sobriety tested. Yeah, the DVD and like what? I was like watching that. Wait, and, video? Yeah. Who was taking the video? Uh, the police car. Huh? Like, yeah, like so. Where like, they come to the crib? No, no, it was like during the. Um, oh, oh like, like if you get pulled over, yeah. like the dash cam, like, John, because yeah. of the because of the process legally, like right. we had copies of that. Oh, and you specifically, like your so my lawyer that. could point out, like yeah. that, like in fact, I this did is what pass happened. the sobriety test. Yeah, 
because it was like literally that's insane in that i didn't and that's stuff insane and we sat there in court and watched the whole tape and like they were literally laughing the bail is that why like, you went back you like to no that was like a set that was even okay. before and that was wild because i was always taught like or always heard that like if they mess up or lie or whatever they get thrown out well, right it's not the case not but, necessarily yeah. yeah so but like it was wild but like it was like i watched that video in a bus full of people yeah and like I was cracking up and yeah. like narrating it, and like to me it was very funny. But there was some people that felt like it was not uh, uh, an appropriate. Yeah. Uh, See, I'm flipping the like the dumbest thing I to did. laugh about. Yeah, I'm flipping it on its head like, for me. Yeah, you know what I mean, I gotta like, I got to. Yeah, at the end of the day, it, fuck yeah. what it makes you think, because yeah. like I need to process right. it that way, and honestly. And I hope some people are entertained. Exactly. But if change the channel cool. or don't listen. Yeah, yeah right. It's like I'm still gonna write the fucking song whether yeah. you want to hear it or not. Because like you know. I can only write from myself, and yeah. <laughs> and also like if if I'm telling my story, then no one who it's right. There's been a couple people throughout my post prison life that like think like I'm too candid or like too open to talk about it or whatever, and like no, some people would I rather that. say like, oh, you mean. Oh, what you should tell people you were in college. What does that look like? That's not, I'm not, I don't need yeah. to lie about where right. I've been. Why? I earned it. Yeah. It's now part of your life. fucking living yeah. it. And honestly, like. You wrote 400 songs. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like there's always a positive. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you got to yeah. like, so yeah. I mean. It's you might not have met Nikki. You know? Absolutely no shame in like, you know, like, yeah, I was pretty stupid. I should have just, I definitely developed a case of the fuck it's, I didn't yeah. give a fuck. That's what I'm trying to get myself out of. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. It was like I need to stop listening to my bullshit. Yeah. I'm, I can admit that. Yeah, well, that's but, uh, that's a powerful step yeah. in its own. Like yeah. that'll help open that door. As yeah, long as you're sure. aware of that, then you're not lost. Yeah, right? yeah. for sure. Yeah, thank you. I needed that. Yeah, <laughs> give shit. me juice, baby. <laughs> Gas them up, some. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, man. So we can uh, wrap it up. Yeah. We got, uh, beautiful. Thank beautiful you for having time. me. It felt like five minutes, but we yeah, did. Yeah. It's nice yeah. how you can keep going. Yeah. Good conversation. Yeah. Dig it. I have to come back soon. And we'll have you on our show. That'd be, be fun, nice. man. It'd yeah. be great. Can't wait so, for you to meet Nikki. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. She's so, a force. If she's, if you, if you, I trust your judgment. 100%. <laughs> right and on. I like the music. I heard, I heard it. It's cool. amazing. Right on. So, uh, what, what do you got coming up? There, anything you want to? Yeah, I'm gonna run down the calendar. So, like, being as people might hear this tomorrow, yeah, May 19th, we'll see. I'm gonna be at Saloon from six to nine, playing bass with Will Snooze out front of the bar. Hopefully, weather permitting. In Westchester. Yep, right out on Gay Street. Love playing on the street. Yeah, man. Then the twentieth is Porch Fest in Westchester, which I'll be playing at with Onyx and Honey, and with Will Snooze. Um, we're going to be, I think it's 426 Dean Street. But if you go on Dean Street, you'll find us. You find it. It's going on all day. It's going to be nice. Then the 21st, Sunday, there's a beef and beer event at the Moose Lodge, 401 West Washington Street in Westchester, specifically to raise money and benefit the music happenings at the Moose. We're going to buy some new equipment. Nice. Um, we're outfitting all the sound there. We want it to be as professional yeah. as possible yeah, for man. every gig. Cultivate that art. Yep. Yeah. And uh, then... The Friday after that, May 26, Onyx and Honey's playing at the Krusty Krab Shindig at the Cosmic Art Studio in Pottstown. Have you been there yet? No. That's a cool venue. Yeah? It's like a collective heard of it. art space oh, with, with music. Dope. The second floor has a, a a stage and ballroom that probably could accommodate like 300 people There's alone. There's two stages? Yeah, oh, downstairs sick. has a smaller bar type stage. Yeah, uh, it's a cool space. I'll have to check that out. And that one's all in like SpongeBob theme. Yeah, I was gonna say, be, yeah. like dressed as SpongeBob amazing. characters. <laughs> the twenty eighth, we're playing at Craig Herring's Barbecue, which is open to the public with the New Kings of Rhythm. If you want information on that, hit me up, Rob Perna. Uh, if you go on uh, Instagram, it's Funky Star Child seventy eight. My email is rpernagraphic at gmail. You can hit me up. I'll give you details for these things. Yeah. Um, also, coming up, going into June, we'll figure we're going to June. You never know who's listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Moss on the second, first Friday in June. Oh, yeah. uh, that's also a Will Snooze gig. I'll be on bass. Then I'll be at Turk's Head Music Festival with Will Snooze oh, yeah. on Sunday, the 4th of June. Um. Then we got Onyx and Honey duo at Duffers. Oh yeah, Duff, good old Duffers. Yep, June 9th. And then Onyx and Honey June 10th is the Halloween in June. That's going to be Onyx and Honey, Dre Clark, and Aquatic Ape Theory at Artillery Brewing. That sounds fun. Costume party. What are you doing? What are you dressed? There's a surprise. I don't know yet. Yeah. I don't know yet. I got to go. I was Tiger King. Need some inspiration. Uh, you? Halloween this year. I had a <laughs> nice awesome. mullet wig. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. Then we got Sherry Poonjab in media on the 16th of June. Um, Red Lantern on the 24th of June. These are both Onyx and Honey full bands. And then we're at Saloon on the 30th with Onyx and Honey. So that's June. Bam. That's that's all we can do for now. You can find me. You can find Onyx and Honey Music all spelled out. That's all one word, Yep. Onyxandhoneymusic.com is our website. Look Around Festival is the festival website. Um, and you can find the new Kings of Rhythm on Instagram as well as Onyx and Honey and myself, Funky Star Child 78.
Get it. Yeah. Thank you so much for it's coming. It's been a pleasure. Man. It's good to see you. You too, Troy. Thank you so much you. for having me. Thanks, man. Beautiful. Good times. Awesome.